0: juneteenth is excuse me what's happening to the white people they have a black miss america they have a black college they have a black month what do we have and now they have juneteenth yes i understand there was slavery don't get me wrong but there was also a Holocaust, and that was more recent than slavery. But you don't hear the Jews saying, Gimme, 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 gimme. What's the point of Juneteenth? What is it? I don't know. Wow. Welcome back to the Reclaim podcast. <laughs> I am your host Whitney Alicia, this is a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Or if you're new here, hi, hello, and welcome. I decided to do something a little different today, and start off with a, a little clip that I saw from Man vs. Street. Um, I believe it's just Man v. Street on TikTok, uh, and in inspired by last week's episode Juneteenth Joy, and. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. I I guess we should just dive into it because it's it's all encapsulated. Um, I usually take for anyone who's new to the show, I usually take this part of the show to talk about like what's going on in my personal life, uh, what's going on professionally before we dive into all of the news, the the headlines, the things that people are talking about. This Monday was Juneteenth. Um, we took the weekend to to really celebrate. We celebrated with our church. They had a, a Juneteenth festival. Um, lots of kiddie rides, they had horses, they had people talking about the history of Juneteenth, and it was beautiful. Um, And then we spent the Sunday, uh, it was Father's Day. So it was Emmy's first time even going to church. Uh, That was really, really exciting. Uh, Also nerve wracking, Uh, just going to be really transparent. Um, Because church is a really intense experience for you know people who've been stuck in the house for three years i was overwhelmed and i'm like i used to do this every single week sometimes multiple times a week and yeah this is her first time being in this building she did well she did really well she ate a little snack she drank a little water she sat on mommy's lap when she got overwhelmed uh and she doodled in her little tablet so yeah it it it, that was great and then the monday we went swimming um For anyone who's following me on social media, you might have saw my post I posted about Juneteenth. I've done it for the last three years and God willing, I'm going to continue to post that same post um, because there's a lot of educators out here giving out free education, the work that we do online, making those posts, making those videos. A lot of us take time and it takes effort. It takes curation. It takes research. It takes all of these things to create these posts. And so I was like, all right, well, if you ever, if you learned anything from any black people, send them, you know, send them a few dollars, treat them to coffee, like do what you wish. And some people went above and beyond that. (laughs) So for everyone who did that, thank you so much. Um, We deeply appreciate you. Um, I'm going to have coffee for a very long time and I really, really appreciate you guys. Um, Oh my goodness. Very loud truck. Very loud truck outside. Anyway, um, I also got a lot of feedback, kind of like the clip that you heard at the top of the show. People just disparaging the holiday. People saying it's a made up holiday. And I laugh because I'm like, every holiday is made up. You think the earth was created with Christmas in mind? You really think that when the dinosaurs were rolling around that Easter was a thing, (laughs) you know, all holidays are made up. Um, you think July 4th is celebrated around the world. You do, you do. You think Memorial day or, or labor day or president's day, Valentine's day, like y'all just think that y'all were just, they were just, these things just exist. Or is it only made up holiday because it celebrates something black and points to something very painful in our past um, and centers black people see I'll hear all this talk like I'm, I'm not gonna say that what I'm going to say because I'm like I can get really rude really fast but instead of saying that um, I want to wish everyone um, I want to wish everyone of the black American of black American descent specifically black people who are descendant of enslaved and human trafficked people, a happy Juneteenth Um, because we tried our best, our damnedest, despite some of the hateful rhetoric, hateful things we were seeing. And I was not alone in that. I was not alone. So many of my friends who do the same type of content, they were saying like Juneteenth is like people like really stepped it up, like just to be nasty and hateful, despite it didn't even matter what they were posting. Didn't even matter. They were just getting hate. Um, for those who also didn't see, I got my first lynching threat. Um, someone decided to leave a a comment on a post that I created about Emmett Till like weeks ago, weeks ago. Um, and he said something like um, a truck trailer hitch and a long rope or something like that. And... Um, so that was an experience that was a that was an experience i didn't mm, 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 mm. yeah i didn't know that i was going to need to like contact the fbi <laughs> you know i didn't know that i was going to need to share uh this horror with people. I did not know that that was going to be a thing. I did not know it was going to be necessary to, to share like the work that I do. Like, you know, I don't really talk about like a lot of the work that I do. I, I just do it. I just really do it. Um, I don't really ask for anything. Usually I just, I just want to put the information out. And so to receive that threat, um, And I'm taking it as a threat because who just comments something like that? Like what is, what is going on in your mind where you think that because you can't keep up intellectually that you have to kill or threaten someone with death because you can't keep up like where are we at with things? Um, But this is what, this is what white supremacy does it when it can't keep up when it, when it's, own mediocrity is not celebrated and centered and other people's excellence exists and is flourishing when it can't dispel the very real truth of the horrors of the things that have been done because of it it will threaten to destroy or destroy right we've seen history has given us testament of this um And it's so weird because it was literally eight days after I received the NAACP um, honor that I talked to you guys about last week, which again, I was floored. I was up. I was like, yes, this is, I, I wasn't looking for this. I wasn't asking for this, but I'm grateful it came and I'm receiving this. I'm receiving my flowers. And literally eight days later, here comes this person. And I'm really infuriated because, you know, people like this will say like there was a joke. People like this will say it didn't mean anything. But, you know, I'm remembering James Bird Jr. James Bird Jr. was killed like this by three white supremacists. I believe all three were executed. Um, but this is how James Bird Jr. was murdered, a black man, and then dumped on the steps. Of a church, and it disgusts me it disgusts me that people will dip down into the 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 bowels the the very worst of humanity simply because they really don't want to deal or 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 discuss or or handle their own hatred so I'm okay um I'm not scared I was rather infuriated earlier um because I'm like you're just trying to take my peace and I would rather you not <laughs> you know I, I I life has been so peaceful um our home has been peaceful there's been joy there's been laughter lots of just having fun and here you come trying to ruin all that for me um trying to scare me into not doing the things that I'm currently doing. Um, and all you did was put a battery in my bag. All you did was turn up the heat. All you did was turn up the energy. Um, so that's that, but yes, for anyone who needs a reminder, please go listen to last week's episode called Juneteenth joy. We talked about why Juneteenth was essential is essential. Um, why Juneteenth is necessary. Um, why Juneteenth is important, the food of Juneteenth, uh, the traditions of Juneteenth and why it all matters because it does. It, it, it truly does. Celebration, celebrating the liberation of black people matters. And if you're uncomfortable with that, if you're uncomfortable with black liberation, black freedom, if you're uncomfortable with the discussion around black people, then that's a personal issue and that's a personal problem that you need to deal with. Um, because it's not black folks problem that you have a problem with black people. Like today, someone left a comment on, um, a post that I made about black organizations because someone had the audacity to say that all black organis all pro black organizations are hate groups. And I named at least a dozen that certainly weren't, I didn't, I didn't even get into like the divine nine. I didn't even get into the black professional organizations. Uh, I talked about the black Congressional caucus. I talked about black journalism organizations. I talked about black youth or organizations. And I said, This is projecting because you can't find a single pro white organization that is not also either anti black or racist in some type of way. You simply cannot because that's what white supremacy does. And notice how I'm saying white supremacy and not white people. Because You can fight white supremacy and not fight a single white person. You are fighting these systems that are holding us back, including white people. You know, white people are directly affected by this. Think about it. White supremacy stripped white people of their culture to where they could say, oh, I'm German American and celebrate things from Germany or I'm Italian American and celebrate things from Italy or I'm, I'm Swedish American, you know, celebrate those things. People just gravitate to white. And it's just like, what do you have then? Like, what do you, what do you in celebrate? What are you celebrating as a culture? You know, because let's be real and let's be honest. Let's use some history. Like what is there to celebrate, What has whiteness done for this land that we are on? We are literally on stolen land that has been cultivated by stolen people. You know, we could point to dozens of massacres of, of indigenous people, black people, um, Latinx people, um, Asian people. We can point to, to, to numerous hate-filled things simply by people who were just trying to adopt, This, this, this persona of white, and it has robbed white people of their own culture. So that's just something to think about, something to discuss, something to consider, um, before you make any commentary about anyone else's culture, like look within your own. Um, one thing that was very, very annoying that I found this week, um, because I, 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 found myself arguing about black fathers. And I'm like, there's data to prove that black fathers are some of the most active dads that they not only, I'm not saying that they're perfect. I'm not saying every black dad is perfect. What I am saying is what the data proves is that 70% of black fathers are, are present in their children's lives. Not just like I come to visit you on Saturdays, but like I helped you with homework. I helped you. I, I changed your diaper. I put you to sleep. I made you breakfast this morning. I drove you to school. I'm picking you up. I'm taking you to practice. I'm taking you to church. I'm taking you to worship. I'm taking you to the grocery store with me. Uh, we're playing in the backyard, like active parenting. 70%. That's what the data says. Um, and black fathers are more likely than any other race of fathers to become stepfathers. Stepfathers. So people pretending that black fathers are not present, they don't like children, they don't care about children is not true. Black dads are some of the most active fathers and I had data to prove it. And all people kept throwing back at me were these stereotypes because that's all they have. That's all they have. And I came to a discovery and I'm going to write about this. I got to work on this. I need need y'all to be on me because I need help with discussing Um. gathering my thoughts around this book that I'm working on sorry to my book agent (laughs) sorry girl I promise I'm gonna get my act together life has been lifing um but I've come to this 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 aha moment that the way people fight with me in my own comments using nothing but stereotypes like they have no data they have no they have no reliable source you know one person was arguing with me um about a link that I shared. Cause I, I always have a source. I'm like, I'm not going to make a claim unless I have a source. Um, I have, unless I have something to point back to, unless I have, you know, yes, I have personal experience or I have someone else's personal experience, but I also am going to come with some receipts, uh, because what you can't deny is a receipt. Okay. Um, you can deny personal y'all like to play games where y'all deny personal experiences, Gaslighty. it's weird, but what you can't deny is a receipt, especially one that is, has collected data. Um, And this person wanted to argue back and forth with me about a receipt I had from the Library of Congress. And they said that the Library of Congress of the United States was a biased source. You heard that right. The Library of Congress is a biased source towards black people. And when I tell you, I just filled up my comments with laugh emojis because I was literally like in tears, crying, laughing hysterically, um, because I'm like, that is the most... Idiotic thing I have heard on the internet to date that any organization um, of the United States, uh, a a a country that used to allow the sale of people who looked like me, the sale sold people who looked like me, was biased towards black people. Um, no way, no way. Um, but yeah, the point that I came to was. That The way people argue with me and they're so fervent and so serious is because it's not because they even believe the stereotypes, because some of them, if you get down to it, they really don't believe the stereotypes, but they need us to believe the worst about our own people so they can believe the best about their own. You know, all they have is stereotypes. All they have is hateful rhetoric. All they have is bias and untruths that they learned from, you know, because racism is passed down. That's all they have and that's all they can present. And they need you to, they need me, people like me to believe the worst about black people so they can feel like they're, they're, they're superior. They need somebody to believe that they're inferior so that they can believe they're superior. So equality naturally threatens them, makes them feel uncomfortable, makes them feel, makes them feel not valued. Not because they, you know, their life is intrinsically less valuable, because that's not true either. You know, equality puts everybody on the same playing field It says nobody is worth more than anyone. Um, we all matter. All of our cultures matter. All of our, all of our features matter. Everyone should be included high. No more walls, more tables, more seats at the tables or more room at the table for others to pull up. Um, But they're threatened by that because sometimes they don't even believe the best about their own people. And they're revealing that in how they fight with me. You have to believe that black fathers aren't involved. You have to believe that black women are are sometimes that they're too masculine, which is such a weird piece of shit argument. Uh, pardon my language you have to believe that black children are naturally bad you have to believe that black people don't read you have to believe that black people are 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 stupid and inferior you have to believe it because if you don't believe it how am I going to how am I going to believe all these great things that I've been taught about white people and it's it's I would say it's troubling, but it was such an aha moment. It's like, you need me to believe the worst so you can believe the best. And that is sad. That is a really sad thing that you, you know what your people have done. You know, the harm your people have caused. And rather than turning around saying, yo, we got to fix this. Yo, we can fix this because I don't know if y'all looked around at the, at the, at the atmosphere, the climate, black people aren't coming out with weapons and just violently attacking any, 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 you know, any person that they deemed, you know, a historic vi- villain, you know, they're, we're literally just marching for human rights. We're marching to be seen as, as equals. We are, we're trying to legislate hell, even like we're trying to legislate, you know, not being discriminated for how our hair grows from our scalps, y'all. And we're 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 doing work. We're not doing harm. And you know, it just proves that, you know, we would rather have human rights instead of revenge. And people should feel really fortunate about that. And that's not a threat. That's just like a revelation knowing and we all know. We all know what was done to black people. We all know what was done to indigenous people. We may not understand the depth of it, the gravity of it, the breadth of it, but there is an understanding what has been done to, to people of different, of different uh, cultural origins in this nation for the sake of white supremacy. We know what has been done and no one has risen up or or, you know, there hasn't been any like massive, you know, uprisings and things like that. People are literally just asking like, yo, if you can't treat us equally, leave us alone. Leave us alone. Don't come to our neighborhood and drop flyers of, of, you know, with swastikas on it or the KKK. Don't harass us online. Like, pay us equally, pay us fairly, help us to deliver our babies. Um, the same way you would help a white mom. Um, let us have the same type of housing that everybody else has. Let us have the same type of education that everybody else has and leave us alone. That is all black people have been asking for and literally racists are rising up and going, Hmm, no. (laughs) And that's a very oversimplified explanation. So where do we go? Where do we go from here? Where do we go from all of this? Um, I know where I'm going. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep creating the content I create, having these dialogues, having these discussions, because I don't believe that my child should have to fight as hard as I am to be viewed as a human being. And she won't as long as I have breath in my lungs and a beat in my heart she won't I will take every hit I have to so that she doesn't have to I will take every hater that wants to come into my comment section so she doesn't have to should there be social media in her future who knows who knows we will make hatred unacceptable because it is it is unacceptable it is unwelcomed Um, nobody, nobody should be excluded for how they look or their abilities or their skin color. Everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome. The only people who are not welcome are the people who are not welcoming others. And that's the type of world I'm fighting for. And I, I hope you join me in that fight. So I just wanted to have this brief conversation before we dove into some of the topics that have been happening. Um, I'm okay. I'm all right. But like I said, the battery is in my back now. So, let's get it. Let the people of the Reclaim say amen. Glad to be here. Say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We're glad that y'all here today and... These will be your church announcements. With all of that being said, let's get into our church announcements. All right. So. I know that you guys have heard about the submergible. um, For those who are unfamiliar, a few billionaires, um, a submergible, uh, I guess, conductor. And a child of one of those billionaires packed into a submergible to go see the remains of the Titanic. Um, This company has previously had problems and issues and it seems like the submergible is lost. They've been lost for what, like two days. Uh, They are currently below depths that most submarines can't even reach. Uh, where most whales and most animals um, that we are familiar with don't even go. And it's frightening. It is really, really frightening. Um, Truly frightening to even imagine what is happening. Um, I'm really, really hoping that they rest. I prayed, I prayed a fervent prayer last night, mostly for that 19 year old, like, you can't become, and I say this knowing, so like knowing of so many black billionaires that I'll like sit there and be like, yay, good job. And I'll be like, mm, also capitalism sucks and this is wealth hoarding. You really can't be a billionaire without, without exploiting somebody, without exploiting somebody. And that, that's just a fact that that amount of wealth makes no sense. They paid $250,000 per ticket to go in this thing they had to sign so much of their you know so many things to say they wouldn't sue if anything happened well something has happened and now we don't even know what's going on I I am praying that they get rescued I can't imagine anything more frightening than knowing that your help is two miles above you in the crushing and you are sitting in the crushing dark depth of the ocean miles below the surface um, in what amounts to be a beats pill like I, I cannot imagine that um it's heartbreaking it's frustrating um that they were in this position it's just I don't know but the thing that is really upsetting me is that there are there's so much coverage of this story and I've seen post after post on social and I gotta be honest I'm exhausted with this conversation not because I don't want these people rescued or I don't know what updates because I do like this is this is serious but did y'all know that last week a, a fishing boat carrying something like 700, 700, migrants sank off the coast of Greece and people are fearing that there might be a hundred or more people who have drowned. They only rescued 100 of them. Um, people are fearing that their children still trapped on that vessel, in the hold of the ship. Um, Yeah, they said at least 79 migrants have drowned. (sighs) These victims, apparently most of them were from Pakistan, Syria and Egypt. Um, The boat capsized. And yeah, this is it's awful it's heartbreaking and I'm like are we spending as many as much resources trying to find these people are we sharing and posting about these people like they matter too and it feels like we put an actual financial like value on people's lives because they're billionaires trapped near the Titanic and everybody knows what happened with the Titanic um, that that's more of a, a captive story than these migrants who are just trying to escape to find a better life and it's just it's it's too much it's it's too much it's really infuriating it's very very frustrating um again i hope all of the i i pray that all of the all of the i pray that the the folks in the in the capsule and the submersible get rescued but i'm I'm really sad about what's going on with the, with what happened to the migrants. Um, Someone else brought up an excellent point. They said that we don't even spend anywhere near this amount of time, effort, or concern or care towards missing black kids or, you know, missing indigenous women. Um, And there are thousands of those. And we just, people kind of just like shrugged, like they share across social and they post up their flyers and things like that. But like the, the, the resources, the resources is what is missing. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, shout out to Vice. Vice has been, Vice is, well, not just has been like new, but they've been just on it with some of these stories. One of the stories is, um, Inside Moms Moms for Liberty's close relationship with the Proud Boys across the U.S., Moms for Liberty chapters have forged close relationships with far right extremist groups. And that's it's almost like what we were saying about Moms for Liberty was true. It's almost like it. It's almost like the Southern Poverty Law Center. Which I talked about uh, maybe last the not last week maybe the week before, it's almost like what they when they determined that they that Moms for Liberty and organizations like them were hate groups, it's almost like they were right because how many of the Proud Boys are locked up because of what happened in January six, how many of the Proud Boys have were part of actual terrorism acts, how many like they're not an upstanding group they're literally just a bunch of brutes. Defending white supremacy, white supremacist values. And so to see Moms for Liber- Liberty cozy up with them, completely not a surprise, completely not a surprise at all. Um, and so shout out to Vice. If you guys are interested, I would head over to that sto- that story. Also, another thing that broke about Moms for Liberty, um, so apparently... Also, Moms for Liberty had a a, a newsletter. It was the, actually this organization's first, this uh, particular chapter's first newsletter for the Hamilton County, Indiana uh, chapter. Uh, they call it the Parent Brigade. Um, and yeah, they decided to quote Hitler in their very first newsletter. S- Ugh. I laugh to keep from screaming um, and they ban diverse and inclusive books. They quote Hitler. They're pals with well-known white supremacist terrorist groups like Moms for Liberty is just proving every like they're proving themselves to be everything. The Southern Poverty Law Center say that they are like they're just out here just proving who they are. And I believe it was a wise black woman who said when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. So, um, yeah, y'all, um, that's, that's, I, I don't, I don't know if people think that I'm supposed to be like shocked or like disgust. Like I'm, I'm already disgusted. Like we've already discussed those, those folks, um, and how, how dangerous, how dangerous they are. I just, mm, 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 mm. oh, so this this was an interesting story. I'm just opening this up on my here Twitter because y'all know I just be reading the stories. Um, so according to the Texas Tribune, Governor Greg Abbott vetoes a bill that would have given people with disabilities a new option to vote by mail. The bipartisan legislation was long sought by advocates for disabled voters, including some of the governor's own allies. Mm-mm-mm. so this is a very interesting story because Greg Abbott himself is disabled yes I believe he, I don't know what the actual accident was uh but he he's he's currently he, he's been rather in a wheelchair and so he's himself is disabled and so he should understand Let me, let me slow down, (laughs) let me slow down because I'm getting ready to jump to a point and I I was just getting ready to follow the rabbit. Y'all go with me, but let me slow down and just get through this. So he himself should understand the, the, the difficulties, you know, when certain things aren't set up properly for folks with disabilities. And rather than understanding, he seems to do the exact opposite and say, Well, I'm essentially taking care of why do we have to take care of you? And I I put this on TikTok the other day where I was like, There's only one reason why a person like Greg Abbott would say that I'm gonna veto a bipartisan like I need you to hear me. There's not a whole lot that's bipartisan, there's more than, you know, what the news is reporting. Like people be working with people, obviously, and trying to cross, like trying to work together you know, to foster this more perfect union that we've all been trying to work for. And so shout out to those folks. But this was a bipartisan effort, including some of Greg Abbott's own allies, his own folks that said, yes, this is a good thing. Yes, this is a great thing. Let's do this. Why would he veto it? Why would he veto it? Someone said that either he didn't read it clearly all the way, or he's he's trying to make it more difficult to vote and let me tell you i believe the latter i believe the latter because why would you try to make things more difficult for folks to vote if you did not know that folks with disabilities often lean against the party that that you are part of and these people prove who they are again and again and again and again they tell you exactly who they are they tell you that they don't want you to vote and how do they tell you that? Because they make it more difficult. They gerrymander. They they veto opportunities that would help you get your vote out. Instead of just saying, you know what? We want to make it, you know, this is a democracy. And because this is a democracy, we want to make sure that everyone, everyone has the opportunity to participate in one of the most sacred duties of a citizen of this nation, which is to vote. And rather than just making it simple, making it easy, being actually helpful, um, yeah, nah, gross. Also, Greg Abbott had the, ble- uh, had the audacity to tweet on Juneteenth and said, Juneteenth marks the arrival of the Emancipation Proclamation to Texas and the end of slavery. Texas was the first to make Juneteenth an official holiday. And the ACLU of Texas did a this you for Greg Abbott and essentially just, posted a bunch of articles including Greg Abbott signs, tougher anti-critical ra- critical race theory laws. Greg Abbott signs laws banning diversity offices in Texas in higher education. Texas has banned more books than any other state. A new report shows and uh, Greg Abbott tells state agencies to stop considering diversity in hiring. So why are you talking about Juneteenth? Like this is, this is what we're talking about. Like these, empty, empty void gestures of your random tweet and said, yeah, we were the first to make Juneteenth a thing. Well, Juneteenth wouldn't have been a thing. I mean, yes, there would still be Emancipation Days and holidays, but Juneteenth wouldn't have been a thing if y'all didn't enslave people in the first place. Juneteenth wouldn't have been a thing if Texas wasn't literally the last group of people to liberate those human trafficking victims. Wouldn't have been a thing. So I am, I don't know why. I don't know what I di- I just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about that. I just, Greg Abbott's going to Greg Abbott. Um, <sighs> apparently a new bus of migrants has also arrived to, um, Kamala Harris's residence, uh, vice president residence. Vice president, Kamala Harris's VP residence, um, straight from Texas. So, uh, yeah, it's just like, (sighs) why'd y'all vote for, can I talk to Texas? So y'all voted for this man who's literally just making your state absolutely awful. Like I saw the other day that he also, um, eliminated a rule about water breaks for construction sites Um, that he eliminated a rule and I'm like, doesn't it get to triple digits heat down there and you're going to, you want less water, you want less water breaks. Like this is, this is not, this isn't even being a good human. This is just, this is just wicked. This is just wickedness. Um, this is inhumane. Um, but yeah, y'all, so is Texas okay? Are y'all all right? Like, I'm not one of these people who say, you know, if you don't like the state, then y'all need to just move. Um, Because, you know, I understand that not everybody has the ability, the capability, the finances, um, or the time it takes to just up and move to a completely different state. People don't want to uproot their families. They don't want to uproot their kids. I get it. I understand it. I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine living under a person like Greg Abbott I cannot imagine that um so yeah a whole bunch of y'all oh uh Attorney General Merrick Garland a big apology specifically the folks who are out here saying that you know he's not doing anything he's not trying to get anything make anything happen um y'all saw y'all saw that I didn't talk about it I because I just I gotta be honest, I didn't want to, I did not want to talk about it, but these Trump documents, y'all, this man had these boxes of classified documents, area 51 secrets. No, I'm just, I'm making this up as I go. This is me making this up, this part right here. Um, and I'll get back into the facts later. This y'all's former president had area 51 secrets, the secrets of Atlantis. Um, what happened to the dinosaurs? All those secrets. (laughs) I actually don't know if that's true. I'm just being silly because I have to, we have to laugh. We just have to, at some point, um, to keep from screaming. Um, but he has all these secrets just sitting in one of his very gaudy bathrooms all the way up to the, the, the shower curtain bar boxes and boxes. Like I, I was thinking it was going to be like a folder, maybe one box. But like then it was just like people were like saying like no 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 you have to scroll there's there's more and I kept scrolling I'm like oh my gosh there's the, they, they're like hidden in rooms with pipes, um one was in a grand ballroom, uh Kid Rock said that Trump was just showing him stuff just showing him stuff now mind you these are classified documents state secrets, dangerous things for anyone to get, let alone just have chilling at your florida residents like what are we talking about here what are we talking about here um so jack smith is handling that uh, but that's out of merrick garland's office but also merrick garland made the announcement that minneapolis police officers have engaged in a pattern of violating constitutional rights and discrimination against black and native people um and they found that after an investigation prompted by the murder of George Floyd, it's almost like black people have been telling y'all that the cops have not been fair. And not only have they not been fair, but they have been violent towards people. But you know what? It's, the the government did their, did their due diligence and guess what they found? that the black people were telling the truth y'all thought we were lying y'all thought we eh, you just being victims yes we are being victims because of the systems in place yes we are being victims of this of these of these travesties you know it oh yes we are being victims of this these incidents what y'all gonna do to make us not victims people use that victim talk like oh you're just being a victim and y'all need to Bootstrap, the the the. How can we bootstrap if we have boots on our necks? Hmm. I'm waiting. So, yeah, a lot of y'all owe Merrick Garland some, uh some big apologies, some very very big apologies, um. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very big apologies. Um, let's let's end the show on a good note. Let's shout out some, some lovely, lovely things. So we're going to shout out Governor Gretchen Whitmer um, who has signed the Crown Act into legislation in her state of Michigan. So I'm like, what? Get out of here. Yep. Crown Act is now a... a a law so you cannot discriminate on the basis of hair in the state of Michigan. I'm like, wow, that's come on, Gretch. Um, (laughs) Shout out to, and I never thought that I would say this. shout out to the Supreme court because, you know, a lot of y'all pretended that that Supreme court justice Brown Jackson was just supposed to be some ornamental figure and wasn't going to be helpful and wasn't going to be useful. Now I'm looking at conservative justices turning on their heads of what they, what they were trying to do with black people's civil rights, with native people, um, wanting to protect certain protections that kept their children in their own communities. Um, if they were up for adoption, um, and how that works and the why and the history of that. And these things I I posit, I posit, particularly, I'm I'm not going to say anything about the Native case because I I don't know what the goings on were of that active bench that was happening um, for the, for the Indigenous folks um, winning their, winning their case to keep Native American children with Native American families when it comes to adoption. I'm not I, I don't know what's going on with there, but for that black civil rights case, voting rights case, um, there were lawyers present and those lawyers say that it is because of one Ketanji Brown Jackson, one justice Ketanji Brown Jackson, because of how she phrases her questions, because of how she engages with the other justices and because the way she handles things really really brings light to the majority of the, the, the things they're trying to do and trying to say in stripping people of their rights. Um, Clearly I don't expect her to, to be the, the, I don't, we can't win everything. We're not going to win everything, but the things we're winning is directly because of her. Um, And that's from the, that's from the horse's mouth. People who have been there, people who have watched her, Um, so anyone who was willing, anyone who needs to, you owe her an apology, but also go ahead and lay some, lay some flowers, lay some flowers for her or not lay flowers. Jesus. No, please. Katanji, stay with us. What I mean is (laughs) send your flowers to her because yeah, y'all yeah, y'all, um, there was another story that I saw and I cannot find it currently, but. I'm actually kind of frustrated. Like I was really looking forward to to sharing that story with y'all. Cause it was, it was such a good, it was such a feel good story. Where the hell is it? Y'all know I just be losing stuff. I, I promise you, I have a script. Here it is. Illinois governor, uh, J.B. Pritzer. I hope I said that name correctly because this man deserves a lot of respect. He just signed legislation to combat book banning. They essentially banned book bans. Um, State libraries are funded by the state. And so there is an incentive to protect challenged books in state public libraries. So yeah, it's the first of its kind. Um, I hope we see a spread of that. I'm I'm looking at you, uh, Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro, like (laughs) get to work on this because, you know, outside of Philly, Pittsburgh, and Harrisburg, it's Pennsylvania out there. Um, and not that far outside of Philly, Pittsburgh, and Harrisburg either. Um, you don't even have to go far into where, in the areas where, you know, me and my family live, um, to find, you know, your swastikas, your, your Confederate flags, which y'all we were part of the union why is this confederate flag here if not just to announce that this person is white supremacist but I digress we were talking about good things um so shout out to that to Illinois governor uh J.B. Pritzer um I really hope I said your name correctly because you deserve a lot of respect um that's good that's it that's it for now I was going to to I was debating if I was going to talk about this Russell Simmons uh Kimura Simmons, Aoki, and Ming Lee Simmons' uh, issue with Father's Day, and you know, him being aired out that he hasn't always been the father that he needs to be, particularly when these young women were becoming young women, um, and the violent ways that he talks about them. But I feel like this is an ongoing, developing thing, um. And you know me, I like to wait till all of the things come out first before we dive into that. But also, this is a very delicate issue because it's a family issue. I can't imagine how those young women feel. I can't imagine how they feel about, you know, their essentially their business coming out, but essentially because they have to kid it out because, you know, they've been sitting in silence and this has been going on for years. Um, I guess I talked about it without talking about it, (laughs) but um, I'm waiting to hear more of from these folks. Um, and you know, they, pro- I can't imagine feeling so, you know, you're trying to protect your, your loved one, but you feel so desperate that you have to, you know, you need people to understand what's going on and you need the people to understand. I'm also not going to talk about the, the Jonathan Majors, Megan Good showing up to court thing. Um, I feel the ways about it, but again, I'm waiting till this court case is settled and we figured out what actually happened because there's too many conflicting stories too many conflicting um perspectives and we gotta get to the bottom we gotta get to the truth of it y'all know that I was a big Jonathan Majors fan and if everything is false then I stand on the side of him being the victim of it if everything is true I stand with the victim um of 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 the violence and uh But yeah, we got to wait to figure that out. We got to wait to hear the court cases. Um, what else? What else? What else? That's it. That's all I got for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Please do not forget to leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Drop five, five stars. Let the folks know what your thoughts are about the podcast. Um, and yeah, just, you know, just let folks know like, hey, we like it. Hey, we love it. Hey, she's 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 at least funny. <laughs> she may be crazy about some things, but she's at least funny. Um and I appreciate that. I've been reading your guys' uh reviews. They have really perked up my spirits in light of certain events, and I truly appreciate you guys. Also don't forget that you can become part of the dopest group of patrons on my Patreon. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Whitney Elise. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Whitney Elise. Um, and you can pick any one of the five tiers there. I appreciate all your support. Um, there's some candid posts over there. Uh, what else, what else, what else do I have for you guys? That's it. Y'all be safe. Y'all drink y'all water. Um, get your rest, eat some vegetables, you know, do all the things that, you know, your mom would have told you to do. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much, especially the folks who've been sending kindness, um, dropping in my DMs, letting me know that, you know, that y'all care. Like that means a lot to me. I know I stand y'all every single week and I'm going to continue to do so because I appreciate this community that we've built for anyone who's new here. Scooch on down, take off your shoes before you come in my house. Um, <laughs> scooch on over. We going, we going to sit, we going to have these conversations, um, but all are welcome until they prove that they are not. And that's all I have to say about that. Y'all have a good one. Be well and peace.